what are some things that you need to know about the Jehovah's Witness Bible, the New World Translation? We're going to be going over that today on the Good News for Jehovah's Witnesses podcast. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Good News for Jehovah's Witnesses podcast. In this episode, I'm just going to touch on a few things that everybody should know about the New World Translation. The first thing is they don't want you to know who wrote it. Okay, they don't want you to know who wrote it. The New World Translation came out in, in I believe it was uh, 1961, and back then, and to this day, they haven't told the public who wrote the bi- their Bible. The reason for this is because, as we know, when we found out who uh, actually wrote it, nobody was qualified to write it. There are no scholars, no bi- nobody who knew uh, Greek or Hebrew, any of the original languages. And their excuse that they come up with for not sharing this information with the public is because they don't want to uh, steal any glory from Jehovah, is what they say. They just want all the glory to go to Jehovah God, so they left their names out. Well, this is not a valid argument because if we look throughout the entire Bible, we know who wrote most of the most of the books in the Bible. Moses put his name down, Paul, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You we can see throughout the entire Bible that people were writing their names down. Now, did Paul, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and everyone else did they steal glory from God just because they put their names down? Clearly not. So, no. This argument's not going to work here. Now, some smart Jehovah's Witnesses will push back by saying it's common to withhold the information and not give uh, the na- the names of the scholars in the committee. Um, they'll, you know, give the new. They'll give the, an example by with the New American Standard Bible. Uh, the New American Standard Bible, yeah, it's true that they don't just give out the names of the scholars. You know that that has been kept private for the most part, but. You can email them and they can give you and they'll give you the list and you can find it. You can find it online of the scholars. I have it myself. The New American Standard Bible was written by over 40 scholars who all have doctorates in the original languages. So they were more than qualified, as we can see. But that's not an example. That's not what the Watchtower is doing here. They just want everything to be private. They don't want you to know who wrote it. They don't want the names out there. They, They don't want any research being done on any of the people. We know in Crisis of Conscience by Raymond Franz that it was written by the governing body during that time. And again, none of them had any training in any of the original languages. And this is why they don't want the public talking about it. They don't want to give this information to the public. So whenever they bring up the argument that they just don't want to, they don't want to steal glory from Jehovah God. Yeah, don't let them get away with that. Remind them that the authors in the New Testament throughout the entire Bible, for the most part, had their names in the, in the books that, that were written. So that's the first thing that you should know about it. They don't want you to know who wrote it. And number two, they're continuing to change it. They're still changing it to this day. I'm just going to give you one very simple example here. In Hebrews 1.6, where it's talking about Jesus, Hebrews 1.6 says, Let all God's angels do obeisance to him, referring to Jesus. That's the current edition that they have. But in 1961, I, ha- I have a 1961 New World Translation right here, much bigger, the green cover. This one right here says, let all God's angels worship Jesus. 
So they're still changing it to this day. They're not translating it. They're changing it. You know, I could give so many more examples when it comes to all the changes that they're doing to the Bible. I'm not, maybe, maybe a podcast another time just because there's so many or probably be better just to write an article on that with the amount of information in there. But that's just, just to give you a little example on how they're still changing it to this day, not translating it, changing it. And the third thing is that scholars have not endorsed the New World Translation. Now, the organization will say differently here. They'll say that there are plenty of scholars and even give names of people who have endorsed it. But what they don't tell people is the people that they are claiming have endorsed the New World Translation ever since 1961, they have only agreed with them on maybe one particular verse, like John 1.1, for example. Maybe they agree with them on their interpretation of John 1.1. And with that very minor endorsement, they'll tell their people that it's an endorsement on the entire Bible, which it is not. So they take a lot of things out of context. Now, whenever I speak to Jehovah's Witnesses about the New World Translation, I do not uh, try to convince them that scholars have not endorsed the New World Translation. I think that one, I'm not going to have enough time. They're not going to hear me out that long. Um, they're probably not going to remember anything that I said. And going into the details about everything, they probably won't believe me anyway. So instead of trying to convince them that scholars have not uh, endorsed the New World Translation, I just go along with them for the sake of argument. I just tell them, look, let's just say that scholars have endorsed the New World Translation as the Watchtower claims. I don't really get it. How does that help you? Because look, there are plenty of other translations who where scholars have endorsed their Bibles as well. So the ESV, the New American Standard Bible, NIV, you name it, pretty much every Bible has scholars that have endorsed it. So you got scholars that have endorsed the New World Translation, and I have people that have endorsed my translation that I follow. So I don't get it. How does that really help you? The whole point of this conversation is just to try to get them to think, hey, it doesn't matter if scholars have endorsed it or not. All that matters is how it stands up to scrutiny. That's it. So whether scholars have, in, have endorsed the New World Translation or not, it's not going to help them. That's really all I try to get them to see. Y you know, I could teach, you can teach uh, an XJW that scholars haven't endorsed it and go into all the details about how they're being misleading, but... You know, it's just too much information uh, for somebody who's currently in the organization to listen to, I think. The fourth thing that you should know is that there are contradictions in the New World Translation now because of the changes. They've changed some things, but not, but they forgot to change others. Let me give you just one example. There's a lot of examples I could give, but I'll give you just one for today. They changed the word cross to stake in the four Gospels because they believe that Jesus died on an upright stake, not the cross. Now, the word stake is in the Bible, but the description of a cross is still there. That's what they have forgotten to change. So Matthew 27, 37, for example, where they put the sign above his head saying, this is king of the Jews. They put the sign above his head. It still says that in the New World Translation, the sign is above Jesus's head. Well. How could it be above his head if it was on a stake? It would be above his hands, not his head. So that's one thing that they haven't changed yet. I'm sure they will in the future. 
Another example is John twenty twenty five, where Tom, where Thomas says to the disciples, "Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails, I will not believe." Notice he says nails, not one nail, nails, plural. So that means more than one nail was used, but if it was a stake, only one nail would be needed. So that's just to give you an example on how they've changed some things, but not others. And because of these changes, there are contradictions in the New World Translation now. So those are the problems that they have. One, they don't want you to know who wrote it. Two, they're continuing to make changes, like Hebrews 1.6, for example. Three, scholars have not endorsed it, and it doesn't matter if they've really endorsed it. And finally, now there are contradictions in the New World Translation because of these changes that they've done. So really, the New World Translation is nothing more than just a product of a religious sect. That's all that it is. It's not a translation. If you're a Jehovah's Witness, let me ask you this. Why would you ever follow anybody who's willing to change the word to their own benefit? Revelations 22, 18, and 19 talks about how serious of a sin it is to change the Bible. So again, people who are willing to change the Bible, why would you ever follow anyone like that when they change it to their own benefit? That's my question for you, and if you're willing to answer that, you can email me at info at goodnewsforjws.com. That's it for this episode, and don't forget to hit the five-star button. More people do find us just because you hit that button. The more five-star reviews we get, the more people will find this podcast. So don't be lazy. Just hit the five-star button, and more people will find us. Thanks again. You've been listening to the Good News for Jehovah's Witnesses podcast. To learn more about us, you can visit us online at goodnewsforjws.com. That's goodnewsforjws.com.